Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. Scripture Zechariah 2 5 over Faith City Outreach, where the Lord says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Maria Romero, from CIAD, which means Centro de Tratamiento para Adicciones in Cananea Sonora. Mexico. Thank you for being on Faith City Outreach today, Maria, and for sharing your testimony and how God is blessing your ministry at SEAD. Thank you for inviting me. Please share how SEAD is helping people in Cananea, Sonora, Mexico. Ah, this is a center over there in Mexico that is helping a lot of people that have an, an addiction. Okay, and is it um, all different type of addictions like um, alcohol and different types of drug addictions? Yes, it's a lot of different kind of in that, um, addictions over there. And um, it's 150 people inside this center. Wow. Are most of them males or females or is it kind of like both? Right now they have uh, like 125 men's right now and the other part is just women's wow what did uh or when did god call you to minister to the adults at this rehab center at siad okay i'm gonna tell you a little bit of my my story sharing a little bit i i born in an alcoholic um house my dad uh was addicted to the alcohol and he died when he was 46 years old and uh, um, it was a lot of uh, sadness childhood that I lived on that time and after that I always was looking to get out from this town because it was a lot of bad memories so you know how God works sometimes and he he know the purpose because he chooses and he he was just knocking to my door but I never saw it. I never knew about God. I, I was I was a Catholic on that time. So um I grew up and I get out from Douglas from Cananea and I went to live in a border town that is an hour from Cananea. So um and so you used to live in Cananea, right? No, I live in Douglas right now. Oh, no, but you used to live oh, in yeah, Cananea. Oh, yeah, I used okay. to live. I born there. Okay. So I moved out, and I went to live to Agua Prieta. That's the border. Then um, I I got married, and I suffered the same things that happened when I was a child. And after eight years that I was passing for the same situation, I decided to leave I decided to um, stop this relationship, and and I was working in a preschool, 
And one of my friends was inviting me to church. And I say, no. I always I was saying no. So my older son, he started going to vacation Bible school at Douglas First Assembly of God. And I was taking him. And one day I was waiting outside. I didn't want to go inside. But my son, he really liked the snacks, the snacks inside. So he never get out from church. So I went to pick him up and they caught me there. <laughs> so they were talking to me about God and everything. And and I was so afraid. How know? did you feel other than being afraid? Did you, <laughs> did you like um, accept their... Um... I was like, because I never thought that I will be a Christian. I never I say, no, no, no. They're going to tell me that I need to go back in this relationship and everything. And I don't want that anymore. So so did they make you, I mean, not they, but did their witnessing to you make you want to come back again? You know, one of the the men's there that is um, uh, one of my brothers now, he know me like from before and he told me Maria just come so my pastor opened the doors for me there and that time we didn't have the the room for the little kids and my son my younger son he was one and a half and they put me and adapt the the room from the bible study for my little son and I start going and going and going in. In October 2015, I give my life to the Lord. And God start working on me. And I'm so, so thankful for that day. After that, I start feeling that I want, I wanted to do something for the Lord. I was like, you know, I was, when you have this experience with God you just want to do things for him because you're so thankful for what he's doing to you for what he's showing to you a new life that Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something so I say you know God I want to do something for you so I was thinking you know I remember in Mexico and Cananea they it's too cold because it's a, a small town and they have snow there so I said, you know what? I'm, st- I'm going to start collecting coats for them. So my pastor said, okay, Maria, you want to do that? So I start asking um, the congregation to help me to donate uh, coats to Mexico. How did that go? So I did it, and I went over there. So when I went over there, I was giving coats. I, I also was giving coats in the border to the people, to the homeless, and a friend told me, you know what, we was having enough. And he told me, you know, Maria, we should go to Seattle and take the other jackets over there. So he took me there and I saw the necessity in this place that took me back again and again until now. And... um and every year I start like getting donations to take them to Mexico. And um, I was just 
always praying to God and asking him, what else can I do? What else can I do? Not just jacket. I know you want something else. So I pray to God and pray to God and I start going to giving the word of God to them and I start donating Bibles to over there. So that's not a Christian rehab center, but they are allowing you to yes. to witness to yes, them and also to provide for. a Bible yeah, study and class. You know, when you have that disposition to say, you know, God, I want to do something for you. Mm-hmm. God opened the doors in mm-hmm. these places to do what he wants us to do. So I I told them, I told the owner, you know, I want to come. And he, he said, yeah, it's okay. It's, um, these rehab allow Christian to go over there to to give the word to the people inside there. Now, did anyone before ever come and witness to them or give a Bible study class? They they do. They okay, do in they, Mexico. They do. Uh, okay. They do. That's good. They do. And but you know, as a woman, I was, what can I do to to the woman's inside there? Right. Because the it's more the men's to go and give the word. But you know, as a woman's, they needed someone. Yeah, because you said that there's more men there. Yes, and a lot there of were men's there. There were a few women, so you were that missing link. Yes, so God sends you there. So I didn't know it was women's there. Mm-hmm. And my second visit, because the first time I went, I dropped off jackets and sweaters and everything for men's. So they never told me it was women's, and I didn't know. I thought it was just a rehab center for men's. Right. So the second time that I went, uh, when I have a donation from Phoenix, eh, I was having a lot of clothes for women. And I asked, do you have women here? And they sent me the 20-something women outside. And I say, okay, God, this is where you want me to work. <laughs> yeah. So, so you knew right away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> was that an emotional experience when you found out? That that's yes, exactly you know, what God wanted you. I was, I was at. telling God, what what can I do? You know, right. what can I, what can I do? You know, as a woman, what else can I do too? Right. And um, when I go over there, I I I can be with men and give the word, but I I I I have the studies for the women. So how are the women um accepting? Not want to say accepting. How are they responding to you know, the Bible study classes? You know, is wonderful how God works because every time that I go there because it's a place over there in Cananesa town I don't know it's a lot of mountains like mm-hmm. you go up and down and when you go to the center you have to go down to the like a hill right in, like deep wow. and every time that I go there and I say wow God I know what you want from from me mm-hmm. and I start praying to God to to say the words that he want me to say, to be him, not me there. And every time that I go and I see the people and I see, you know, because these people, they're left out. Mm -hmm. The people put them, the family put them there. And uh, so the families take them there. The family take them there. And they decide when they will be out. 
It but how depends. do they decide? Do they? It depends how they see them. Oh, okay. And they talk with the owner to okay. see if they see them. So they better. have a good relationship with the owner. Yes. And then they have like um, they're allowed visitations. Yes. As every many Sunday. Every um, visitations Sunday. they want. Yes, but it's okay. sad sometimes that the family left them, and I can understand sometimes as a family the battle that you have when you see your loved one that is struggling with drugs but at the same time if you left them there with no love and nothing like rejected from the world it's harder for them to get out from that and you know that good thing that how God is using me there is that I can show the love of God I can yeah. show the love that Jesus show us when he came to the world Amen. because they need the love. You should see the faces when you hug them, when mm. everybody is reject them. Yeah. And you can see their eyes. You know, one time. And one the Lord says he will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. The world does, but he never does. And you're being that good example. You're showing that acceptance and that love to them. Yes. Praise the Lord. How far do you live from Siad? Uh, I live an hour from from Siad. I live wow! An hour so whenever Siad. they need you, you go there. Actually, or how many they times don't, they don't call me? I go. <laughs> <laughs> I Why go. not? Right? I go even better. So how many days a week do you go? You know, I I try to go more as I can on the summer. As okay. I can in the summer, but I also I'm going. One time of the month, I try to do everything to take them over there. Like, uh, you know, like I'm saying, I was saying right now to you, when you have the heart to do things for the Lord, uh, God opened doors for you. And right now, God is being helping me and open doors and is mm, helping me to meet people to support me on this outreach over there in Mexico. I have my support from my pastors and my congregation, but I also have been meeting people outside uh, that is helping, like David, Pastor David Cota and Pastor Stoner from Palominas, who's helping me with his congregation with donations that take me over there. He, right. uh, Pastor Stoner, he built a church long time ago over there in Mexico. Where in, exactly in Mexico? In Cananea. Oh, in Cananea. Yeah, so is that a small town, though? Yes. Okay, it's so it's a small, small town. town. Yes, it's All a right, because I have never heard of Cananea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and it's a small town, so Pastor Stoner, he's really interesting to spread the word, keep spreading the word in Mexico. Praise the And Lord. he's supporting me to, to, That's awesome. to do this. You know, he told me, Maria... Now it's your turn. I'm going to help you. And he's helping me to, to do this. And I've been um, getting Bibles, getting Bibles and, and giving the Bibles over there and, and, and the same and uh, at the rehab, at the rehab. Thank God for Kingdom Connection, people, oh, yes. right? Yes, yes. Oh, yes. that's beautiful. So what does your family think about you serving the Lord at Siad? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, um, 
Um, I was the first um, on my family in Mexico. I'm the first one who got saved. And uh, uh, after that, I was praying a lot for my mom, for my mom and my mom gave her life to the Lord too. So it's just me and my mom there (laughs) and my family. (laughs) So my family think I'm I'm a little bit crazy. (laughs) But you know, we can we're not here to please people. Exactly. We're here to please God. Exactly. Amen. And we are the testimony for our families. Mm -hmm. Even sometimes they say you're crazy, but one day they will understand crazy for the Lord. (laughs) Yes, crazy. Did you ever receive any initial training before your ministry at SEAD? No. no. I think the training is God is giving me. The yes. Amen. God <laughs> equips the unequipped. Yes, that's true. That's that is true. that is an example. You are an, an example of that. Amen. Did you um, or how are the men and women accepted into? Well, you did say that they they their families. um take them to the rehab program yes okay so um that's good to know and are they let's say do they receive family emotional support too do most of them you know receive the um, family support some of the people that is inside the rehab they're not from town they take them like from another cities they brought them here wow and some people they have family there but most of the people, they're not from Kananea. Okay. They're from a mother, from the same state. Maybe nearby towns? Nearby, like okay. Hermosillo. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's around, but it's, it's not people that all the people are from Kananea. So they, they, they're there. So um, I want to share some of the testimonies from the women there. Yeah, I definitely. Mean, you know... Every time that I go there, and you know, God know where to pl- place you, mm-hmm. to take you, to be, to be able to learn more of the love of God. And um, one of the ladies, um, uh, she was telling me her story. And you know, inside there, you can see, you can hear a lot of hard stories about people that have been suffering and how they went to this addiction and I remember uh, Juliana that her name was Juliana she was addicted to heroin and every time that I was going there she was like um, far from me because she didn't want nothing to do with Christians she was, she was like sitting back from me and I always like giving her love and everything like uh, and one day that I went to talk with her like more closely, she told me that she never accepted Christian Christian people in her life. But she said, I don't know what's wrong with me that now I'm talking to you. <laughs> I say, I know, I know who. Yeah. I don't I know who. Right. We know who. We yes. know why. <laughs> She was telling me her story, and she was telling me that when she was 10 years old, uh, over there in Nogales, she's from Nogales, she saw how the cholos, the pandilleros, yeah, uh, like the gangs, the gangs uh-huh. were running to get her dad when she was 10, and 
they stabbed him. Wow. And she was so mad or angry. Mad, sad. He was addicted to his her dad was in heroin too. And they killed him. And she say, since that day I couldn't I couldn't live right anymore. I start addictions and I start and I get into the heroin again. Wow. So like I'm telling you every time that I go there I say, wow, ha, God just kill me to help these people. Now, they really pour out their hearts to you. They open up. Oh, yeah. And they probably have never opened up before, right? No, not even because they have a, like, a psychology. Uh-huh. A psych- psychologist psychology. there? Uh-huh. Yeah, but she say, I don't even share this with her. I don't know how I'm sharing this to you. We I say, know why. I know why. We know why. I know why. Lord. I know why. And you know, it's, it's a lot of sad stories there. It's a lot of sad stories. And you know what? This is helping me, helping me too. Because sometimes, sometimes we struggle for little things. Mm-hmm. And when I go over there, I say, no, you know. It's a lot of big things. It's a lot of situation that I can do to help. And when you more get involved in to serve the Lord, you less focus in your problems. Exactly. Because we make the Lord bigger than our problems. Yes. And he is truly bigger than mm-hmm. our problems. Mm-hmm. You know, we, like you mentioned that, we struggle for, we complain about the little things, but there's people out there who have gone through some serious tragedies in yes. their lives. Like you mentioned, Julia? Juliana. Juliana, Juliana. So just like that, and I'm sure there's so many others that you have oh. heard that have um, gone through experience, serious tragedies in their lives. Yes. And you know, um, lately I've been meeting people from Tucson. Mm-hmm. That is in the rehab there, too. Mm-hmm. They are over there. Wow. So what are the challenges you face at the rehab, and what do you do to resolve them? Because I'm sure there are some challenges. You know, when I go over there and I hear the stories, I want to do more. But at the same time, I know this center is not a Christian center. So I try to, um, how can I say, I try to help them, but not, um, I don't know how to say it, because I have to respect the owner. The authority. The authority Mm -hmm. there, you know. Uh, I remember the last time I went, it was a lady, and she she had four years inside the rehab because she's mentally ill Mm -hmm. a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, and her sister put her in the center and mm-hmm. she don't have visits and nothing. Just the sister couldn't take this and she put it inside the center. So nobody visited for four years. <gasps> wow. So that must've been so, really challenging for her. Yeah. Yeah. And she was must telling have me, been really hard. Maria, please 
call my sister. Oh. I need her to take me out from here. So what did you do? So I said, oh, God, what can I do? What can I do? Because if I do something like that... Um, then you'd be going against the, the what owner, the owner the owner is saying. And I use I've been praying to God to you know I know I know Kananea needs a, a Christian place for a rehab, mm-hmm. but I know God will do it and He will show me when. Exactly. I'm just praying because I know they need this. They need a center, a full Christian uh, center. But you never know what God may be doing right now with yes. you. He's probably preparing you mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. And you being the one maybe either to take over or to help the the owner. You yes. never know. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed that the owner is so able to, to open the doors for me. Yes. And what I did, because another another of the ladies, she was telling me, you need to call my mom. You need to call my mom because um, to tell her how I'm doing, I do that. Mm-hmm. I do that. I can. They give me the numbers and I call the moms and I talk about God with mm-hmm. them too. Also, the last time that I talked with one of the women here um, that she's from Tucson, I called her mom and I told her, you know, um, this is what can you do? This is how you can help your daughter and how you can help yourself. Because um, I know the Teen Challenge program. Mm-hmm. So uh, the people that is from here, from mm-hmm. Arizona, I, I, I talk to them about this place too. So you partner up with them or mm-hmm. you at uh, least keep in touch with them? Uh, my church uh, helped them too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And what's the name of your church again? Uh, Douglas First Assembly of God. Right. Douglas. Awesome. Now, please share what a day is like for the adults at the rehab program in Seattle. Uh, you know, they um, this is a big center. This is a big center. And they have activities like uh, sports. And they have, um, like I'm telling you, they let us to go there if we go and spread the word of preaching or worship they let us and they also have um the psychologist yes they have that support too and you know this program that is in mexico it was uh funded for people who was in addiction they right. make the center too Wow. So they've been, they've been like, they don't have like too much, like they, they're not prepared like studying or, but they are preparing for the life that they used to live mm-hmm. and they wanted to do this. And so, um, do the, you're saying that the adults live there, right? So they have like rooms, many rooms there. Yeah. The owners live there. The owner live, lives inside there the, inside wow. the center too inside the center and also i was talking with him they support the center it's not government they support the center by donations too wow yes they have donations and you know but so it's a non-profit yes and also you know that the relatives pay but it depends how much they make it depends too 
So it's the money from the, f- the from the family, and it's the money the. But it's a big center. It's a big center. Also, the last time that I talked with the owner, he was telling me that sometimes um, they look for food, um, for donations, or if they know that uh, there are little towns who are um, they have like a ranch, and they have can donate food they do that to support the center so how long has Siad been there in Gananea <gasps> you know, Sonora do you I know think, I'm not sure okay but I think it was like more than 10 years okay yes more than 10 years but I, like I'm telling you now it's a bigger cent- big big center big center so they have activities there um, and then you said you give Bible study classes, and mm-hmm. then also somebody goes in and gives Bible study classes for the men too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then what else do they have throughout the day? The psychologist goes there, yes, and she probably does um, sessions with with each yes. one, or is it like a group session? I, I I think they do both, and also they have two uh, a. Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay. They have to, the oh. sessions from them too. Okay. Mm-hmm. The also, when I, the last time that I went, it was a people from Nogales. Mm-hmm. The, 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 it's some pastor too that he came to visit them. So it's a lot of people that is involved trying to help them. So do they receive a lot of uh, pastors or Christians that go visit them? Yes. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, bless the owner's heart for allowing yes. Christians to go there and witness. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart. That is amazing. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach, and I'm talking with today's special guest, Maria Romero, from CIAD, which means Centro de Tratamiento para Adicciones. And it is located in Cananea, Sonora, Mexico. Maria is sharing her testimony and how God is blessing her ministry at SIAD. Maria, does SIAD keep in contact with the men and women after they leave the rehab program? No. no. What I know is they don't have any contact after they they leave the program there. Okay. And you know, that's the sadness part too, because they are in the rehab for, say, six months and a year or maybe more right or maybe less but when they go out and they go at the same environment with the same people they go back i've been seeing people like juliana like was telling you that she went out and now she's back do you find that is um let's just say a cycle yes that it's all that it pretty much is common for them to leave and then come back leave and come back yes and i've been seeing this and um because they go of the same worldly environment they don't with have the same friends support. right yeah they don't have the support somebody to follow them you know maybe mm-hmm. somebody to disciple them because when i go back and they say oh no they're she's not here I say, wow, when she left. <laughs> right. So sometimes it's, it's hard, you know. And um, I met a pastor 
here in Phoenix that is, they're trying to do that with the people that uh, uh, they are in the rehab. They're trying to have another center when they be there for a few months and they get prepared to be in the world again. Yes, kind of like what they do with the prison system. The, there's always like a, um, well, I don't want to say always, but I have heard of some programs after the prisoners leave the, the prison system mm-hmm. that there are like some programs where they can go and get training to pre- be prepared for the world and they gain skills, job skills and um, any other skills that they need to that they can be prepared to yes. live and on their own independently. That's what I, 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 I know that is going to be here in Phoenix. Uh, ch- one of the church, Revolution Church, um, Pastor Frank Robles is doing something like that for the people. He's going to help the them Lord. a lot. Praise the Lord. That is awesome. What are some main reasons why men and women at SEAD get addicted to alcohol or drugs? Now, you did mention a couple of things, like some serious um, um, tragedies that do happen in their lives. Um, Do you find that sometimes they also get addicted because of the friends they hang around with? Yes. Yes. Like I'm telling you, it's a lot of things that can make the people to get an addictions. One of the situations that I've been seeing in the women's is that um, the self-esteem, mm-hmm. the trying to look for somebody to to love them is making them to do things that they don't want to do. And this, my last session that I have, my last study that I was talking about the grace of God, I was telling the the, I was telling them how God loved us with an unconditional love and that sometimes we need to, not just only women, I'm, I'm sure that men too, to know how God created us to be, that not to look for somebody to make you special because you are already special for God. He make you special. Yes, we're created in His image. Yes, and yes. they and I've been seeing that they try to to get in with people to accept them and yeah. do things that they don't want to do, but to be accepted. To be accepted, but they then, have to do it. Right. And you know, I've been seeing a lot of this situation. In so, what do you century. what do you say to that about that when when they? share something about them going into drugs because they wanted to be loved i i talk a lot to them about the love of god the love of god the love of god how god created us how love chooses us how love how god know us do you ever get them just pouring out and just crying? Yes. And you know what? The last time that I went, I was talking about my testimony. And I was telling them that sometimes you can see a people like, oh, no, she have the perfect life and everything. But you don't know what the struggles they have. Or you don't know what's the sin that they were dealing for. Mm-hmm. And they think, no, they are perfect. I'm not perfect. And they compare themselves with these people. And they don't know they are the same. We're all the same. We struggle with something. 
So do you, so are you saying that some of the women may even be comparing themselves to you? Yes, and I say no. <laughs> no. You know, you know, I didn't struggle with the same thing that you struggle. Mm-hmm. But I struggle with another things. Right. And, and God accept me the and way you, know, you are. The way I am. He shoes me. He loved me and now he's using me. Amen. And he can use you too. Yes. So I sometimes say, God amaze me because how his love is so unconditional. Like I was telling you that, that it doesn't matter how you look. He just see your heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you go to the world, you have to be in a certain way to be accepted. Yeah, you have to look a certain way. It's always on the outside that the world judges you but God looks at the inside yes. of us yes and that's something that that I'm so thankful that God see everyone he just see our heart and I bet that's so comforting to them yes that the last time that I saw that I went over there and I was talking with them about the grace of God and I was giving the testimony they were saying a word and I didn't understand and in, in Spanish is puente. Mm-hmm. So in English is a bridge. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, because I was giving the testimony and talking about how God changed my life and everything. And they were telling puente. And it's at the last, the, the study end, I say, what does puente mean? Because I hear a lot of you guys telling that word. And she said, that's mean bridge. That's uh, bridge. That mean that my life's connect with you. Mm. That what you were saying on your testimony is something that I passed you, and because I was talking about my childhood, so they've been passing a lot of situations as me. Even that I didn't struggle with drugs, they have the same situation. They pass at the same situations, but you know, like I'm telling you the environment where they live, where they born, like this woman in Nogales around gangsters and seeing the dad stop but the gangster it didn't make her to get another option. She choose to have a cabin addiction. Mm-hmm. So also what you're saying is choices, making good choices that will impact their lives. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, good choices, making good choices, yeah, making good, good choices. choices, making good choices. But also, you know, if they don't have the support around, because sometimes in it doesn't matter if the, if that, if they born in a poor, um, environment, it right. doesn't matter. But what is the support around that can help them to get through those situations, to this yes. situation? Even just one person, right? Yes, one person. The power of one person. You know, because... Who can help them. Because when you see somebody that's stealing this, instead of getting away from them, you need to support them. Mm-hmm. Like... And not judge them. Yes. And not condemn them or reject them. And as a child of God, praying for them and being for them. 
Yes. Because that's how they will know the love of God through us to them. Now, speaking of prayer, do you um, join together as women and pray? Yes. I, I love to, to, every time that I go, I pray. Do they actually volunteer yes. to pray? Yes, they all pray with me. Oh, they all awesome. pray with me. And I've been doing this with women and I've been doing this with men. And also, the, this last time that I went and I was talking about the love of God, how God accept us. And I was, I was asking if some of them wanted to give the life to the Lord. So one of the women, she said, me, I want to give my life to the Lord. Wow. And it was so emotionally to see this. Um, Also, um, inside this center, like I'm telling you, it's a lot of situations. And one of the times that I went over there, I I hear one of the women was praying for the dead dead saint. Mm, Yeah, praying for the dead. Yes, and so mm-hmm. I say, God, help me, help me, you know, because these people don't accept uh, God, and I want to help them. Right. And she pray with us. She pray with us. And the second time that I went, because she was new in the center, the second time that I went, this last time that I went, and I was talking about the grace of God, she opened up to me too. And I say, okay. Okay, not, you know, like I'm telling you, when I go over there, I pray to God for protection because there's a lot of situation over there. Yeah, and especially now since the safety in Mexico has changed so much. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. I definitely know that the Lord is has his hand around you and you, you are just, you covered with, you know, angels because of the... Um, I should say the lack of security that is not only just in Cananea, probably just in Mexico, mm-hmm. period. It just mm-hmm. has changed over the years so much. And, you know, I pray to God because I say one, one of the times it was um, um, gunshot mm-hmm. in, uh, in Agua Prieta. Right. And they told me, Maria, don't go to Cananea. <laughs> but I went around Naco and I say, God, protect me because... Yeah, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be around here, and I, sure. I, I know. And I always pray to God for protection. I know when I go over there that I I need God, um, and I know that I I don't have to be afraid because He's around me, and that these people need the love of God. And like I'm telling you all, this summer I went in to serve um, the whole month. I decide my summer because I'm a preschool teacher to be over there in Mexico and I make the Bible study inside the center and I went every week to talk with with all the women and also and like, they're probably so happy to see yes. you <laughs> I also when I go you're such a blessing there you know that <laughs> I also when I go you know I try to to take them snacks or sandwich or something because like I'm telling you, their donation that they receive, and it's not like the turkey, it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. a food that maybe sometimes they don't like, but they have to eat it. Right. Uh, the environment inside there. I never been in a pre- prison. 
Oh. In a prison. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But this inside is look like a prison. It's not, right. it's not a rehab like here in the United States. It's right. all different over there in Mexico. Right. It's all different. Wow. Now, is there security there at the rehab center? You know, when I do sometimes that I have to be around a lot of men mm-hmm. uh, because I've been taking um, people from my church to give testimony. Mm-hmm. And I took one of my brothers, one, one man, and they put somebody to be with me. Oh, okay. Not just let me alone right. with them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Now, do you ever use any of the women that are saved in your group to be a good role model yes. for the rest of the women? Yes, you know. Or to mentor? Yes. Let's just say that's a better way to say it. To mentor the other women? Yes. Yes. Um, that's great. One of the, of the women's, her name is Fernanda. She's from Tucson. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but she was there because she was a homeless and she got in trouble. So she went to Nogales and her mom put her in a rehab over there. She was in the rehab and I saw how she was in love with God. And I used her. I used her to disciple another woman inside. How did that go? Good. She's already out right now. Oh, praise the yeah, Lord. Yeah, she's already out. And you know, one of the things that I know, awesome. uh, she was having troubles in um, in Tucson. So if she needed to go back to the United States, she needed to go to the law. And one time that I saw her before she left, I told her, Fernanda, what are you going to do now mm-hmm. that you're going to go out? And she told me, Maria, I'm going to do the things right. I'm going to go to the border and they, I'm going to let them take me to jail because I need to pay. And she did. She did. She did. Wow. After the rehab, she went to the border and she went to jail for a few months. Now she's in Tucson and she's working. Wow. She's working. But I know that, you know, I'm... What a testimony. That I was her support on that time. And she did the things right. She did the things right. Mm -hmm. Oh, may God help her. Yes. Yes. And like I'm telling you, I know, I know the... God bless her. The... God need a place there, a Christian place, and to follow with, um, with these people. To help them too. So I just say, God, you tell me, I will be there. That's awesome. What would you say, Maria, to an adult who is hesitant about going to SEAD or even just a rehab center in their own city, but knows that he or she can't, um, let's say, um, doesn't know how to do it? doesn't know how to seek the help what what would you say to that person they know they need the help but they don't know how to do it you know i think if someone is right now like listening to this program and need help just do not feel unworthy for that because we all pass for situation 
and that to know that you just need to speak up and ask God to be strong and I know that God is gonna help them and it's gonna guide them and you know like right now we're gonna pray after we're done for these people to have the courage to do it because I know that it's just one step one step to take the decision to to get out from that struggling from that addictions yes because we know that there's so many people out there who have a drug addiction and that are suffering in silence and those are the ones right now that the lord is putting in my heart that they have no support system around them but this comes to mind there's this woman that i met um last year sometime and she married somebody that was not good for her and she says i don't know the bible very much but all i do marina is just call on jesus yes jesus help me yes Yes. help me jesus Mm -hmm. and she says that he helps her yes and so i say that to all the people out there who are suffering in silence for any reason it doesn't even have to be a drug addiction yes it can be anything anything and we're all we're all struggling with some sin or something or we have struggled with something and we just need to call his name Jesus yes. help me and there's the power there's power in the name of Jesus Amen. and he will help you yes he will help you Maria, what is it that you enjoy so much about your ministry that the Lord has given you in Siad? What is something that you could say that you just, that just, you know, the listeners want to know what is, why do you enjoy it so much? (laughs) You enjoy everything. Every part of it. Everything, everything. Because I know that's, for his honor and his glory. Everything. Amen. That's beautiful. What are resources that SIAD um, needs just in case people are interested in donating them? What can you think of? You know, um, I've been collecting more in this season about jackets, everything that is can help them with the coldness that is over there. So clothing, warm clothing for the winter season, blankets maybe, blankets, everything that sweaters, sweaters, coats, jackets, socks, socks. Mm -hmm. Okay, how about mittens or gloves or I mean everything, um, hats, everything. Okay, that's great. And if people are interested in donating, they can contact P Cordova at First Assembly of God in Douglas, Arizona. Again, it's P Cordova at First Assembly of God in Douglas, Arizona, and his phone number is 520-249-9274. Again, it's 520-249-9274. And that's Pete Cordova. He's the pastor, right? Yes. Yes, Pastor Pastor Pete Cordova. 
Thank you so much, uh, Maria, for sharing your heart and passion for helping uh, the adults at uh, Siad. I just so know that the Lord sent you there. You are a light there to so many people there, not only just the women, but the men. And I know also to the owner. Yes. So I just pray that the Lord would continue to bless you there. Thank you so much for your obedience and that you were going there. We're walking by faith and God is blessing you each time you take that step of faith. So I thank you for that. And um, I just would like for you to um, close in prayer for whatever the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray for. Can I pray in Spanish? Absolutely, you can pray in Spanish. Yes, absolutely. Ay, gracias, Señor, por este día, Señor, por todas las bendiciones, Señor Jesús. Yo sé, Señor, que en este momento, Señor, tú estás hablando a muchos de nosotros, Señor Jesús. Estás hablándonos tanto como hijos de Dios para servirte, Señor Jesús. También estás hablando a las personas, Señor, que están batallando con nuestras adicciones, Señor Jesús. Te pido, Señor, que les des el valor, Señor, para pedir ayuda, Señor Jesús. Y que pongas a personas, Señor Jesús, alrededor para poderlos sacar de esta adicción. Te pido, Señor, que sigas bendiciendo a Marina en este ministerio, Señor Jesús, para que siga hablando y siga moviendo corazones, Señor, en tu nombre, Señor. Te lo pido todo en el nombre del Señor Jesucristo. Amén. Amén. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples. For great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. We have run out of time, but Faith City Outreach can be heard again on Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. This radio program is sponsored by King Jesus Christ Ministries in Phoenix, Arizona. You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.